Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of SAP and Chats. Today, we have a very, very, very special episode for you guys. Joined with us right below us is none other than Abel Ramos, accomplished boxer, awesome dude overall. Ladies and gentlemen, Abel Ramos, we'll get into it with his career, his past, his present, and what he plans to do in the future. So sit back, relax, and thank you for letting us into years. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sampin' Chats. I'm your host, Bobby Sampson, joined as always with my man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels, and everybody right below us, one of the most, one of the more accomplished welterweights around today. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Abel Ramos has joined us on the show today. Abel, thank you so much for taking out the time. How are you, sir? Doing good, man. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you guys awesome. for the invitation. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you for accepting. And, uh, you know, you come home from the training sessions and, you know, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I guess I guess the first question that everybody likes to know is like, how did Abel Ramos become a boxer? I know it's in your family history. I know your uncles are former boxers, now trainers. Was it an easy choice or was it just the way it was supposed to be? Yeah, man, uh, actually, my brothers, my older brothers are the ones that, that started competing in the, the amateurs. Right. Um, but yeah, we, we were fans, man, since since little. My dad used to watch all the fights. We used to watch all the pay-per-view cards back then. You know, family gatherings, it was boxing all the time. And um, yeah, man, it was just, it was destined for us to, to be boxers. Awesome. Awesome. So born in Gettysburg, but raised in Casa Grande, Arizona. That's because your family wanted to be closer to the family. Um do you think if you were still in Gettysburg, you'd be a boxer or it was just wherever you were, this was going to be your path? Yeah, man, I, I don't know. I don't know if I, if I would have been a boxer over there. Um, there's not a lot of gins over there. And um, yeah, man, I think I think uh, moving here was just the, the right choice for us. But yeah, man, I, I don't think I would have been a boxer if I would have stayed in, in Pennsylvania. Fair enough, fair enough. Abel, speaking of pay-per-views, who were some of your favorite fighters growing up as a teenager and as a young man that inspired you? Yeah, I used to look up to, to Julio Cesar Chavez. My dad was a big fan of us. My whole family was a big fan. And um, Oscar de la Hoya, all those, Shane Mosley. I used to watch all of them. Roy Jones, Mike Tyson, all those, those guys were inspiration for me. Fantastic. So you, you had your first amateur bout at the age of 13. Um, Describe that experience, uh, the first time in the ring, actual competition. Tell us about the first time you got punched and what did that feel like? And did you know there and then, yeah, this is what I want to do? Yeah, man, it was it was actually, uh, it was awesome, man. Um, I remember at the time we were, well, me and my brother fought that day. He's a, he's a year older than me. His name's Jose. Yeah. And um, so we, we got into training just to lose weight because we were, we were shoving, man. We were, we were fat kids. <laughs> And um, like a, a year later into training, we, we went to a competition and um, my brother got to go in first. You know, he got to fight first. And I was so ex I was happy for that, man, because I was so nervous. You know, right. I didn't want to go first. Right. And um, he, he ended up fighting. He lost the close decision. And then after that, man, I was just like, all right, man, I, uh, I, I need a win. I need a win because he lost. So I need a win. And um, it was it was awesome. And I, I still remember and I got the win. I fought a guy from California and it was. I fell in love with boxing ever since then. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. So you, you carried on with the amateurs and then you turned pro in 2011, I believe. Um, what was the decision process there? How did you know you were ready to turn pro? Yeah, so um, I tried. I tried for the for the team for the U.S. team. I lost and and uh, got third place in the nationals. Mm -hmm. I didn't make it to the. I, I had a chance to go to the the to a uh, to a, another tournament to 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 qualify, mm -hmm. but I was just tired of it, man. I was tired of making weight for five days straight. It was just. It was just. A, it took a toll on you, man. And but it was. I loved it. I loved the amateur experience. I had a lot of fights. I had a, about 120 amateur fights. Oh wow! And yeah, so after that, I was just I was just tired of it, man. I just wanted to turn pro, and that's what we did. Awesome, awesome. And did you were you right with PPC right from the get go? Is that no, no? Okay, no, so how, no, how does no. that work? It, yeah, it was it was hard at first, man. Um, Arizona didn't have a lot of boxing uh, back then, mm -hmm. um, and um, it, I was struggling to get fights, man. I didn't, I wasn't signed to anybody. And, you know, I got to a point where I was just like, man, I, I think I'm going to, I'm just going to quit boxing and get a job, man, because I wasn't getting any fights. And um, I remember I got a call from a manager in, in California. He told me he, he had a fight for us in, on Showtime. And that's when I fought Maurice Hooker. Mm -hmm. I took a, I took a fight in the, on a week's notice, actually. Mm -hmm. I remember just saying, man, I, I need to take a chance at something, man. I, if, if I don't do it right now, I'm never going to do it. 100%. So, yeah, so I, I took the fight. I was like, man, I, I don't care, man. I just want to get in there and fight and make some money already. And I know we ended up fighting to a draw, but yeah, man, ever since then, um, that manager um, started getting getting us more fights. Awesome, awesome. Abel, you've been in a lot of wars. What are some of your most memorable fights that stand out to you? Most exciting fights that, that you would like to let our fans know? Yeah, man, I think um, uh, the fight against Ivan Baranchik, man. That, that that fight was a war, man. They were mm. he knocked me down, I knocked him down, and um, it was just a, it was just a battle, man. I remember that fight just being the toughest fight of my of my whole career. I remember it as well. I remember yeah. you getting knocked down, and then you came back. And I'll be honest, I mean, most times you think, okay, how's he gonna recover? But dude, you came back strong. Yeah, yeah, you, you came back really Very strong. Very impressive. I mean, yeah, I was, I, I, we were already fans at that point, but that kind of really solidified everything in our mind. Like your, um, just your dedication, you know, like you're, you're a come forward boxer. Does, does, do you feel you've come to a point where you might need to change your style a little bit now as, as you're getting more, as you're accumulating more fights and stuff like that coming forward style, is that still work for you? Or do you see that, you know, now that you need to kind of change the philosophy a little bit? No, yeah, for sure. I mean, we're we're always working on things in the gym. You know, we're always trying to improve, you know, mm -hmm. my defense and everything. But it's just hard, man. Once I once I get to a fight, man, it's just I, I want to brawl, it. man. Uh, I get excited in there, you know. But but yeah. yeah, it's definitely something that I'm that I'm looking forward to to doing because, like you said, man, I'm I'm getting a lot older now, and I'm you know want to end my career on a good note, man. Well, I wouldn't <laughs> say you're getting older, brother. I just you know, <laughs> um. <laughs> Speaking, speaking of fights, uh, we were in Vegas for your last fight. Um, phenomenal fight. Really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, unfortunately, it was didn't go the way you were hoping. Um, but, Abel, what do you do to take away from that fight? Uh, you know, the, the one thing we like to show our, our listeners is how, how do our the fighters that we have overcome, you know, obstacles such as that? Like, what motivates you to go back and train? What did you take out of that fight against Cody Crowley? 
that, you know, yeah. What was your assessment? Yeah, man, it was a good fight. Like you said, you know, it was a good, exciting fight, you know, back and forth. Um, but the biggest thing is that um, that I had in my mind going into the fight, you know, I, like a couple months uh, before the fight, I was thinking about going to 140 pounds. Okay. Going down to the division. I always felt small for a welterweight, man. And and I think that's that's the, the, the biggest thing I learned from this fight, man, that these guys get big, man. They get big for fight night. They put on like 15, 20 pounds, man. And I was only putting on like four or five. Right. And I felt it, you know, I felt, I felt his weight in the ring. I felt him like heavy, you know? Mm -hmm. So my biggest, my biggest lesson from that was that, man, that I, I need to, I need to go down to weight, make a little bit more sacrifice and I can make the weight pretty easy. Hey, well, I have to ask you about this because a lot of people are talking about it. Do you feel that that was a knockdown when you're fighting Cody? Do you think that, or do you think that the, the, they got it right? I mean, yeah, uh, uh, you know, on a technical note, it wasn't a knockdown. No, he his glove didn't touch the 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 ring, the mat. Um, but I mean, I think I think I think Vegas needs to change that rule, man. At least at least have the the standing eight, you know, the standing eight rule because it was a clean, it was clean from a punch, you know. It it wasn't like we we were uh, wrestling and he fell and they needed to check the tape. It was a it was a it was a clean punch, and um. And you know they they didn't just take the knockdown away from me. They they took the opportunity to to you know to stop him right right there because boxing knockouts that's how they happen. They got to be real quick, man. Because give them ten seconds, twenty seconds that's that's enough for them to recover. So yeah, man. I think they need to have like a standing eight, mm -hmm. standing eight um rule just because the punch was clean. I mean, it wasn't like we were wrestling or anything. Right. Um. And again, yeah. not not to create any controversy or anything, but are you okay with their decision? Yeah, man, it, it was a close fight. You know, I, I'm 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 not gonna I'm not gonna be there. Oh man, I won I won the fight. You know, it was I I, I admit it was a close fight, and um, it was exciting, man. I just I, I enjoyed the fight. fight. Yeah. Was uh, there anything Cody did? Was there anything that Cody did in the fight that surprised you or impressed you besides in his weight and how big he was? Yeah, man, just his, his resilience, man. He just he comes forward, man. He just doesn't <laughs> stop, man. He's he fights just, like uh, that's what you get when you got two guys just coming forward at each other, man. Relentless, like that yeah. was a really exciting fight. Abel, honestly, we did a mid year in review, boxing mid year in review, and that card, that whole card was our choice for card of the year so far. Uh, I mean, your your nephew put on his showing. Um, how was that for you fighting on the same card with your nephew? It was cool, man. It was cool. I, I enjoyed doing that. You know, um, we get the whole family to you know come down and just enjoy the fights, man. We, we're we're there together. We're making weight together. It makes it a lot easier for us. I did. I saw you in Vegas, but you were really preoccupied, so I didn't get a chance to actually come up and meet you at that point. I didn't want to disturb you. Um, but it's kind of ironic. You think about it. You, when you were 13, you and your brother went for your first competition, so to speak. He lost. You had to win. Rules were reversed on this night. Did he feel the same thing when you came back? Uh, I'm pretty sure he did, man. I mean, I mean, no, I, we, we were focused on our fights. You know, he he was focused on his fight. He had right. a game plan, and I had our we had our game plan. Right. But um, yeah, man. I mean, he when I went you know, went back to the locker room. He just gave me a hug and just you know. Right back to work, man. Like he 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 had a job to do, you know. You know, he had to stay in the he had to stay in his frame, right? Yeah. I get it, I get it. Um, so let's talk about Saturday night. Um, what did you think? 
What did man, you see? A... What did you see? Oh, uh, man, I think um, I was expecting a closer fight, to be honest, man. I, was, I think we all I was were. Expecting, yeah, I think I was. We, we were all expecting a war, you know, back and forth. And But, man, Crawford is just, he's a special fighter, man. I said it from the beginning, man. He's just, he's different, man. He's different. We we actually have the opportunity to have a camp in Omaha with him, with him oh, and wow. his team. Wow. And, I mean, that guy, that guy's just crazy talented, man. And he works hard, too, man, so. I I wasn't surprised, but I kind of was at the same time, you know, just because Spence is big and strong. Right. But man, Crawford's a different, right. different um, level. You know, I, I think some of the stuff that's coming out of this fight now more so uh, is the talk of the neurological effects of that car accident that that took Spence. You know, um, there we we posted a couple of things from some doctors that were talking about it just from you know not checking him out but just looking at him with a blind eye and a trained blind eye and a lot of them are saying that he is suffering some sort of trauma from those accidents um your thoughts on that like as a boxer um, yourself at what level do you guys get everything checked out and everything to make sure it's all cognitive i mean with the shots with CE, ctes being the issues they are what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, he was good to fight. You know, he was good to fight, and we we go through we go through some exams. Uh, Vegas is actually the one that um that asked for for a lot of exams right to get cleared right. And um, I mean, I don't know, man. I think I think the the issue there was he didn't recover from that first knockdown. I think he right. never recovered. He got up a little bit stumbly from the from the first one, and I, I just think he he. He didn't recover from that. From that right. man, he he kept saying that his timing was off, but I think he just didn't have his legs underneath him. Well, he didn't have his legs. He didn't have his jab. Um, the one thing I've noticed though, a lot myself, just hearing a lot of boxers, and we had uh, a former champion mm -hmm. on last night to review the fight with us. And you know, the one thing I'm hearing from a lot of people, and this is why I love boxing: the humility. Everyone who doubted Crawford are all coming out in the most humblest ways you know, saying we were all wrong. I'm mean, like, how can everybody be sleeping on this guy? Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I just think, to be honest, I think people don't don't really watch boxing that much, you know? They just go for the hype. They just see who who's more on social media, who has the biggest name, who has the biggest promoter, the biggest, you know, the biggest fights. But they, they got to they gotta really study the, the fighter and, and see that he's a special fighter, you know? <laughs> Turn yourself up it's not an easy thing to do, man. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. Speaking of great fighters, what did you think about the Haney Lomachenko fight? How did you see that one play out? Um, I honestly, I I thought Lomachenko pulled it off. I thought he he won the fight, but again, man, another close fight. Another depends on what 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 you're looking for, man. But I thought Lomachenko won it at the time when it was live. I was like Lomachenko got it, man. But no, that's yeah. just. That's just boxing sometimes, man. It's it's too close. They're too close to call, man. No, for and sure. That's 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 why I think I think they need rematches, man. Some of these fighters, they get away with a little close fight and they don't want to see that fighter again, man. I mean, that's it's not like the that's old school true. fighters. You had no, you had, no, you true had a close no. fight. You got you got to run it back and, and make it make it clear. Fair play, fair play. So I would actually you... heard today that they're making uh, Shakur Stevenson versus Lomachenko. They're going to announce it the next few days. So they're saying in the news feed. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, that should that should be a good one too, man. I think I think Stevens I think Stevenson beats him, but um, it should be a good a good fight. Yeah, too. yeah, no, I I believe that as well. Um, Abel, when when you look at 
when you look at the current state of boxing, how uh, how motivated are you with the state of boxing? Are you happy the direction things are going? Because 2023 has been a hell of a year. But... Yeah, man, um, it's, it's great. I think uh, the fights that the fans want to see, they're, they're making making them happen. And um, I think, you know, boxing needed this for, for a long time, man. Uh, there was a lot of, a lot of, no, you're on this side, you're on that side, and I'm with this promoter, you're with that promoter. And, I mean, we, we weren't getting the fights that we wanted to see. Yeah. So yeah. now that they're stepping up and, and, and going at it, I mean, it's, it's great for boxing. Awesome, awesome. I have one question here for you. I'm, I'm going to go back to the beginning of your career. I only ask this because I found it really interesting. You don't really see rematches per se as we were just talking. But early on in your career, you fought Jeremiah Torres twice, back-to-back, two four-round <laughs> fights. You won both of them. Explain, what happened there? Like, how did you end up fighting the same guy twice? Yeah, so, um, like I said, man, it was hard to get fights here in Arizona. Okay, okay. It was, it was hard, man. And um, I remember um, that that time. So, the first time I fought him, that guy was bald. Okay. He, he had no hair, man. And then... Um, then the next time they they told us that they had a they had a fighter for us. Um, he came into weigh-ins and then um, I saw him with like with like long hair. So I was like, no, it's not the same guy. And then you know they gave us the name. They gave us like that sounds it sounds familiar, man. It sounds sounds like a name that I fought before, and it, it ended up being the same guy, man. It just but it was just hard to get fights here, man. It, it was the fighters were always pulling off. But, so wait, the dude I mean, was I, bald, right? You said. Yeah, wow, man! That was, that, 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 yeah, that was just me hair. not not recognizing. Yeah, <laughs> just, that, that was just me fast. not recognizing. That's yeah, crazy. that's crazy. Um, you're talking about 140. Is that where Abel Ramos is going next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, man. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm going down to 140 okay. pounds, and um, I'm excited about it. How do you feel about that? That's a murderer's row down there, bro. Yeah, man, it's it's getting good, man. It's getting good. You know, it's uh, there's a lot of a lot of good fighters there now. So we got oh, man, I I want to be where the action is at, man. <laughs> fair play, fair play. Um, you've you have fought progress before. Yeah, and um, I would love to see that run back. But your thoughts on Haney progress that that's coming up? Man, I think um, I don't know, man. I think I think I'm leaning a little bit towards progress just because of his experience. You know, he he. He's been at 140 a, you know, a lot longer, and his punching power is a little better than, than Haney's. So I think I'm leaning towards progress a little bit, man. How about his last performance, though? How do you feel about his last one? Like, I mean, yes, he won and everything, but he didn't look spectacular in doing so. Yeah, that's what, that's what I heard, man. I, I didn't really watch the fights. I just watched some highlights. But, right. um, but yeah, man, I, I've heard that, that it was a close fight, and uh, he didn't look that good. Fair enough, fair enough. Do you have any fights planned coming up? When's your next fight going to be roughly like November, December kind of thing? Or yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting um like late October, getting a fight in late October. That's that's that seems to be the 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 goal right now. Any breaking news? Or is it too early? Not yet, not yet, man, not yet, man. I'm still, still. That'll waiting, be at 140 man. for sure. Yeah, it'll be 140 pounds for sure. Yeah. Well, cool. brother, man, try to get it on that Lomo Lomo Shakur card, man, if you can. And then, oh no, that's top rank. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, that fair play, fair play. Um, what does boxing have to do, in your opinion, being inside there, having your ear to to all the talk that most people don't hear? 
what do you feel boxing needs to do to get the right fights going and keep this consistent, not just a one-year flash in the pan? Um, man, that's just, I think the fans, man, the fans need to, they need to, they need to ask for these fights. You know, they, they need to pressure the fighters to, to, to call the promoters. Cause it, it, I feel like fights don't get done just because fighters don't, you know, they don't pressure the promoters. They, they don't be like, Hey man, I want to fight this guy and make it happen. And don't make it happen. You know, they, they'll do whatever the fighter wants to do. Mm-hmm. But, um, for, for a while, I think boxing was just business. You know, they were just trying to stay undefeated get a couple of fights to do this and do that. And, but now I think, um, box is moving in the right direction. You know, people want to prove that they're the best and that that's what they need to do. Fantastic. Hey, but what do you think about Tyson Fury versus Francis Nagano? What do you think about that fight? You like it? Are you interested? Man, I think it's going to be easy for Fury, man. Tyson Fury is a, he's an animal, man. Um, I'll be watching for sure, man, just to see, just to see what, uh, Francis does, man, but I think Fury's gonna gonna have an easy night. Well, I mean, they're talking. I, this he said the same things when he was fighting Derek Chisora. Let's meet in the middle of the ring when that bell rings and go. I mean, if it's like that, I think Francis may have a chance if, if they decide just to throw haymakers, right? I mean, ultimately, I think Francis still has the stronger punch. You think so? I, I'm not sure, man. I don't think I don't think he hits harder than Wilder, man. So Fury's been with then with some heavy hitters man so i don't think there's just there's just no way man i think usc is just a whole different sport from boxing man. so let me ask yeah. this then. let me ask you this way then um when they test the punch power is that test different from an actual throwing a punch is that yeah okay okay of course because man of course man because your your timing you... has to be right right you know okay. the you have to be able to connect on the right place and then right. it's, yeah. it's, it's way different because I believe he recorded the the strongest punch, like a Guinness Book of World Records. Like being one of his punches, apparently is like being hit by a Ford Escort. That's what they described <laughs> it as. Yeah, but I don't know if that's just for a test, but or if that would be yeah, plausible yeah, in sure an actual hit, fight. Yeah, I'm sure it's hard, man. But you know, it's it's a standing target. You know, and Tyson Fury just he moves a lot. He has a lot of yeah. you know, he moves like a lightweight man. He's a heavyweight, right. so as uh, it's, it's just. He's gonna have trouble, you know, landing a good shot on him. So, what do you walk around at? Um, right now I'm like 168, 167, wow. but I'm I'm heavy, man. I'm heavy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm barely getting back to the gym. It's like my third week already getting back, and I'm right starting to lose weight already. Okay, okay. So you're just basically getting ready, getting the motions going again. How is that? How is the process? Yeah. Arizona's bloody fucking hot right now, man. What's that like? <laughs> Yeah, man, we're getting up like at five in the morning, man, just to yeah. go run. Yeah, we gotta we gotta beat the heat, man. By seven in the morning, it's already like 110 wow. degrees Fahrenheit, you know. And then, but yeah, man, we we just we get up early and then in the, in the boxing the afternoons, you know, we we have the AC on, just try to stay away from the heat, man, because it's just too too damn hot. And uh, so outside of the ring, what does Abel Ramos like to do? Who who are who is Abel Ramos outside the ring? Outside, I'm, I'm a family man. I like to hang out with my family. I have a big family, uh, four brothers, two sisters, a lot of nieces, a lot of nephews, and um, it's just hang out with them, man. Hanging out, going outdoors. Got a little razor, you know. Take it to the desert and just go riding, and that's that's pretty much it, man. Awesome, awesome. Chats. 
Anything? Chance, can you hear me? I can hear you. My, my internet froze there. Oh, sorry. Uh, Chance, do you have a, anything to ask? I can't hear you. Do internet froze. I say that again. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, you, you cut out there. Just one. Do you have anything you want to throw in? I didn't hear what you guys said. There, like I said, my the internet froze there. Oh, okay. Sorry. We were talking about um, you know, what Abel does outside the ring. He was talking about family and just yeah, I heard that time part. with them. And that's where we left off. And then. I was looking to you oh, to see okay. if you wanted to go next. I was going to ask you, you're walking around at 168. Is it going to be hard for you to drop down to 140? That's 28 pounds. That's a lot of weight. You think you'll feel yeah. drained, weight drained or anything like that? No, not at all, man. Like I said, man, um, I'm, I'm heavy right now. I just got back to training. Um, I got married in June 30th. Congratulations. So I was in, I was, yeah, thank you. I was, I was in Mexico for two weeks, man, just eating everything, man. No, no exercise, just eating. And so I'm, I'm a little heavier than, than usual, you know. I should I should get down to 160, 158, 57 as soon as I get 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 it back on track. So when when it comes to the weight cut and then getting ready for that, when does that actual process start, and how depleted are you? How much power do you actually lose in that process, and how much do you get yeah. back for the fight? So 147 for me was easy, man. I was I would maybe do like a month of like strict diet, and and I would make the weight pretty easy. Fight week I wasn't like draining or anything like that i was making it pretty easy so if i if i just if i do my diet a little longer i can get to 140 pounds like nothing you know so it's just it's all about timing the process like, yeah it, it, yeah no it's kind of like me writing an essay the night before you don't want to do it yeah. that way <laughs> oh no no yeah 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 for sure you you need time and to do it the right way you you need to you know get some time Eight weeks is just perfect, you know, just strict diet and um, the exercise, the exercise alone, man, you, you lose a lot of weight. Fair enough, fair enough. And with the heat out there, I mean, all you have to do is probably just stand outside and, and just, <laughs> just, just, that would take it right off as well. Yeah. Abel, um, so we got, we got possibly something coming up in October. Um, what, 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 in the meantime, just, just train, 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 train. Just train, just train, yeah. man, and, and aim, aim for that, aim for that date. Okay. Um, I'm already, I'm already started my training, my diet, you know, just, yeah. just in case it happens, you know, just okay. as soon as we get confirmation, we'll, we'll be ready to go. Fair enough. And outside the ring, are you working on any other projects? Are you just solely focused on boxing? Like what, what's the picture for you after this is, you know, this chapter is concluded? Um, right now, just, just, um, just boxing, you know, just boxing. Yeah. Like I said, we, I mean, I'm, I'm just got married you know just being spending time with my 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 wife my yeah. my family yeah and then um yeah man just focus focusing on getting a world title man 140 pounds that's gonna be awesome man able wait to see that. what what other sports are you interested in besides boxing do you watch football hmm. or baseball or it's just boxing for you it's just boxing for me man um i used to watch a, a, a lot of sports back then when i was younger but it's something about boxing man it just you become an addict, man. And that's all you want to watch. <laughs> I, I trust me. Yeah, I know we're this. We're pretty much the same way. All of us here. Um, I have a bad habit of waking up at three in the morning to watch fights in Japan. <laughs> right. I mean, it's it, it's not hard. The walk is only what fifty feet from my bed to the couch. But <laughs> um, yeah, I remember uh, Anui. Did you catch that fight? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, that was a that was a. That was another surprising fight, man. I, I didn't yeah. think it was going to be that easy for him either, man. But you think about those two fights; both those fights were supposed to be contested very yeah. equally, both of them. 
but the monster and Bud just dismantled them both. I mean, that's what I was saying. Yeah. The Chancellor is like, if you look at both those fights, different but very same in terms of the way they looked. Is that fair? Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, man. I think um, yeah. Hey, well, I got a question uh, for you. Who do you think are some of the best boxing commentators going today right now? I never hear this question asked from fighters very often, but I thought I'd throw that to you. Commentators, man. Um, Who do you like calling think. your fights? <laughs> man, I think I I miss the HBO the HBO crew, man. Jim Lampley, Larry Merchant, man. Uh, I think I think yeah. they're. It might be just because I grew up on them, man. But yeah. I don't think there's anybody like them right now, man. For now, I, I can't I can't really say anybody right now, but um. What about Moral? I mean, Moral, he's Moral Oh yeah, yeah, from. yeah, him, yeah, yeah. him. Yeah. That's, he, he, that's that's the best one. He calls all your fights, sure. bro. <laughs> right now, yeah, he's all your fights. Yeah, for um, sure. Did you catch the De La Hoya documentary? Yeah. Did you watch yeah, it? I saw it, man. Yeah, I watched and, it. Yeah. Um. What did you take away from it? Like, I love De La Hoya. Uh, just a little bit of insight, very much like you. I grew up watching Hagler and those guys initially. Um, never live, though, mind you. It was all on replays. But my dad was a huge De La Hoya fan, and he made me watch him because he was a technical boxer. You know, a scientific yeah. boxer. My dad was always about that style. So watching Oscar, I never saw or heard of any of these things. And watching this, it was just kind of like an eye-opener. I didn't realize how dark his life was your takeaways yeah man the, the same thing man because growing up you know i used to watch him and he was a perfect role model for me man I, I didn't know he was going through all that stuff man but i mean i think they just he was just such a big star man they just made him something bigger than life you know that i'm sure that's how he felt you know and the, he says it he says it in documentary you know that he felt felt like god man yeah, and yeah. um everybody wanted him you know hollywood got a hold of him everybody just wanted to be around him man and i'm um, pretty sure it was hard man but yeah it was it was it was like crazy crazy to see his story man his tell tell the truth about what happened he was very truthful a lot of that i was stuff... gonna say i took away the honesty he was so honest about all his triumphs and tribulations like that's the one thing i took away from it, it was very yeah, honest yeah man that's, that's that's hard to do man especially oh, yeah. all the things that he went through man i that's See, that, that, that's a good man too it's a, to it's that. it's a bitter pill to swallow considering how long it's being lodged right here in his throat you think about it uh yeah. some of the things that came out of that documentary have been covered up and, yeah. and disguised for decades to only be told now yeah yeah we were lying about yeah. that oh yeah we were yeah. lying about that you know what i mean yeah. i don't want to go i don't want to give away details for anyone who hasn't seen it yet but a very very telling documentary um Self-inflicted. I'll be fair. I, I think a lot of it, some of it, majority of it, self-inflicted. Um, how how does it happen that someone becomes so successful, all their dreams are achieved, and all of a sudden they're depressed and everything is wrong? I've never understood it. Like, yeah, man. I, I think it's like, like I said, like well, like Oscar said, I man. I think his life was just a lie. It, it was just a big lie. So I'm pretty sure he. He must have felt wrong after doing interviews and saying things about his mom and knowing that they weren't true. I mean, it, it must have been like, like eating him up alive, you know, like saying, man, I can't, can't believe they're, they're talking good about my mom and she wasn't nice. And, you know, 
but, but I don't know. I don't know. He he started it all that way though, right? Like, I mean, if you think about it, his his greatest ally and his worst enemy was his mother. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. him for him alone, you know, just yeah. for, forget the other siblings, right? I mean, to to say what he said, and if you think about it, that statement is what propelled him to everything. Yeah. Right. I mean, he didn't say if he never said that, none of this would have happened. Yeah. Yeah, um, man. Yeah, and I'm right. and I'm sure. I mean, he wasn't hanging around with the right people. I'm pretty sure he was. He had some bad influences on me, on him. You know, going to parties and doing this and doing that. Yeah, I'm surprised he was he was that good, man. I'm surprised that he he made it that far. You know, living that double life. Well, I mean, you saw it when he got to the Sweet Peas and and you know the Trinidad's and 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 Bernard at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like you think about it, like up until that point. I mean, I think everything was going great for him with the Chavez fights and everything, but everything started to take a turn after Sweet Pea, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, man. It just makes you think. Um, well, what could have what could have been if he was a hundred percent focused, man? I think he, he would have been an all time great. I mean, I, he, he already I mean, is. You know, he already yeah, is. But no, he's he great. But been if, way if he if he was a hundred percent focused, I think Floyd would be fifteen one. I think yeah. Canelo would be. You know, did he fight Canelo? Yeah, no, right? no, 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 no. Sorry, that's yeah. right. Um, you know, I, I guarantee Floyd would have been 15 1. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. If if he stayed true to the to the art form. But I tell you what, Abel, uh, I want you to get back to your family and I got everything. one more thing I gotta do. Please, go ahead. We please. play the name game before guests go in boxing. I'm gonna throw out a boxer's name. Just give me your first few thoughts that pop into your head. All right, okay. Manny Pacquiao. Exciting fighter, man. Exciting fighter. Miguel Cotto. Miguel Cotto, another, another, uh, I, I just, I just see him, uh, how do you say it in, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm spacing out in, in English. No, a no, brother, no. you know, a brother, a brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what, what, what's the Spanish, what would be the Spanish word for brother? Fajador, fajador. Fajador, okay, there yeah, you go. Yeah, he's inside, he's inside fighting, you know, inside fighting. Fair enough. Antonio fair. Margarito. Another another warrior, man. Another come forward warrior. Yeah. And I got one more for you. Roy Jones Jr. Man, the Roy Jones Jr. special fighter, man. Special talent. Yeah. Well said. Uh okay, I got something for you. Who do you see as the future of boxing? Who are some of the names future. that you should tell? Who should we be looking out for? Abel's picks, um, future picks. My nephew, for sure, man. I gotta. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a that dude walked. Yeah, he walked all over him that night, man. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. Who else, man? Um. There's a there's a lot of good up and coming fighters, man. Tank Davis is also a household name now. Yeah. I mean, there's Boots Ennis is good too. Good fighter. And I think I think boxing's it's in good hands, man. I think we we got a lot of good fights coming up. Yeah. Speaking about Tank, that could be a perspective, uh, an opponent for you down the road here. How do you feel about that? that? I would love that. I would love it, man. I would love that fight. I think, I think it would be awesome fight, exciting fight for sure. Uh, speaking about running things back, do you think Isaac Cruz Tank should happen again? Because um, you look at Isaac, the way, so. he, the way Isaac is carrying himself these days, like, you know, he's standing like he's seven feet tall, but I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't really impressed, but was was this last performance against Cabrera? Yeah, it was a 
boring fight, to be honest, man. I, I wasn't expecting, but I mean, Cabrera's an awkward style, too, you know, style mixed fight. But um, yeah, definitely, definitely a rematch just because the, the first fight was close. Um, I, I would like to see it again for sure. Do you think it happens? I don't know. I don't think so, man. I think Tank Tank has bigger plans. I think so too. But um, but um, I think um, if if Cruz keeps winning, keeps keeps calling him out, I'm I mean I'm I'm sure it'll it'll happen again. There's a log jam at 135. Between 135 and 147, the log jam is insane, man. Um, we will watch you navigate through that. And we wish you the best, brother. And we hope thank you. We hope we find out about your next fight. And uh, if everything works out, we would love to be there for that as well and come down wherever you are. So thank you so much for taking out the time uh yeah. to, to to spend it with a couple of guys here. And uh, you know, and uh let's get you back to your family, brother man. So thank you so much. Thank you um for, for the opportunity, and we hope to get you back on for round two here. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Thank you guys. Awesome interview, man. It was it was awesome, man. I love talking boxing, man. Appreciate awesome. It. We'll have you back. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate yeah, man. Maybe we sure. can get you back on here. Uh, you know, maybe as an analyst, we can talk about one of the big next fights that are coming up and uh get you back on to review it with us. For sure, man. Appreciate awesome. it. Thank you. We'll be in Thank touch. You. All right, everybody. All right. So that's it. Another episode of Samp and Chance. I'm your host, Bobby Sampson. I got my man Chance Michaels and right below us, ladies and gentlemen, Abelito himself, Abel Ramos in the house. Guys, <laughs> Samp and Chance are out. Enjoy the rest of your week. Have a great one. <laughs>